Hello, my friends, and welcome to Space Game. This the oh my god already. Welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. Welcome to Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, I need to stop. Welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host Brian, and joining us, as always, is your co-host Jim. You went full junkie. Never <laughs> full junkie. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, your co-host Hunter. Brought to you by Building Futures today. <laughs> and your co-host, Spaz. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Guys, if you haven't noticed, if, if, you're, if you're not aware, I'm doing an earlier stream time this week as an experiment, and I'm starting at 6 a.m. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah, it's uh, all right, If it wasn't Brian. already taken, I would suggest you call it the morning stream. But Johnson's uh, uh. <laughs> already got that. Uh, I don't know if I'd do that, even if it wasn't taken. If you haven't listened to that show, you should, because it's no. very, very entertaining. It's just a variety uh, show. It's just, hey, turn on the mic. What's on your mind today? It's, yeah. But he manages to do it, like, on the daily, which is shocking. Ugh. Um, folks, I want to, quick before we start, I want to apologize for skipping last week. I got some, I got kind of a gut punch, like, right before we're going to start recording, and I was like, I do not feel up to this at all, so I apologize uh, for that. Um, but this week's topic uh, was is brought to you by our good friend Hunter. Um so Hunter, why did you think of this particular topic and we'll start we'll we'll start the discussion from there. Well, that's a that's a great question, Brian. Um in all seriousness, there's been we we've seen like over the last many 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 years a huge resurgence in space games and that's come in a variety of all different shapes and sizes, right? So we've had some sims We've had, um, you know, some RTSs. We've had uh, some rogue-style-like games, all kinds. Um, but the one that I feel like we've been seeing uh, awkwardly enough in a lot of different fashions uh, coming out, especially that are currently in development, are these survival crafting or world-building-style games. Now, they're not necessarily new, right, because Space Engineers was in beta or alpha or whatever you want to call it, early access. Four years, <laughs> like, like what? Say yeah, six, six or seven years. It was a while. I mean, yeah, like it, it was. But I mean, it's technically released now, and it's you know it's doing better. <laughs> and they've definitely made they've definitely made a lot of improvements in it, right? So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna definitely say technically the, released. Technically, I I heard today, in fact, that they're putting weather in the game. Wait, what? Which is weird. <laughs> which is a which is a weird thing for them to say that they're going to do, and I'm I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But we've got we've got a, a slew of them that are getting ready to come out. Like there's the uh, like well, we've got Empyrean that is in early access still, which is still being developed, and I would say is actually in a better state than Space Engineers, which again I'll get to later. We have the MMO dual universe that's being worked on right now um, that is supposed to be kind of like a cross between Space Engineers and EVE Online if you want to like put those two genres together. Then you've got, um, what was that other one? The Sky Wanderers that's been renamed. Um, oh, Starship Evo now or something like that. Yeah, or some, yeah. Oh, I think, also 
soon to be upon us. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's very that's, soon to be. Yeah, it's hitting early access. I feel like, like there was a, soon. Yeah, I feel like there was another one called like Project Nova or something like that that we got the developer. This was like three years ago, two or three Nomad? years ago. I feel like the developers. Project Nomads. Nomads. That's what it yeah. is. Thank you. Yeah. Which honestly, I haven't really heard much from since, or even really looked into it because after well, trying that, their beta, I kind of lost interest. You know, they hit 1.0, and I went back and tried to mess with it, and I was just like, "Yeah." So I, <laughs> I feel that it was one of those like, uh, "We're done with it," whether it's done or not. And it's gotten to a point where we're now having parody games, like not like full on parody, but like Breath Edge is. You know, kind of like it's a good game in its own right. It's a good game in its own right, but it's also like really pointing a funny finger at the whole uh, the whole genre, the entire genre. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Well, then, I mean, then, then, then we start. So I'm kind of going through the list, and we can talk in detail more as we as in a little bit. But then you talk about games like No Man's Sky, which launched without it and then added it in later. Um, and to its credit, it's actually not bad. Um, the the base the base building portion of it is. But the the interesting thing about No Man's Sky, as I've continued to play it as the as the years go on. Is the one thing that I'm really starting to notice about it is the 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 joy that I find out of that game is not in its survivalness, but just in its pure crafting. I feel like, in a lot of ways, the joy that I find in that game is either in following the narrative purely the narrative, or doing the going the just purely the creative route and just building whatever you know to my heart's content. Does that make any sense? Like that's absolutely. Yeah, you don't, don't play. Like... You don't play it on survival mode. You play it on the normal mode or on creative, and that's where you have fun. Right, because I feel like I feel like the survival stuff just kind of gets in the way of whatever's else going on in the game that's actually interesting and like really deserves your attention more, in my opinion. Well, um, yeah, it's it's a Zen game. You don't really need the extra stress of. Right. The survival mode of everything is trying to kill you. Well, everything's already trying to kill you. It's just trying to kill you harder. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's and that's one of those things where I, I feel like that game's got a weird. But I mean, it, it caters to every audience, I suppose. So I, I guess. Oh, it's yeah. Got that going for it. Um, but again, that's not to say it's a bad game. I, I do enjoy like those two different game modes, but for their own for their own right. So. So we've got we've got a slew of these that are like there's a there's another one that I'm missing the name of that I know that would you guys consider oh, interstellar would you guys consider interstellar rift a survivor ga- a survival game it's got a lot of the crafting elements and whatnot but I'm not sure it's, it's on sur- the same framework as those games it's like here's a big world you punch trees or their equivalent which is beaming over asteroids or whatever um but yeah, you, you're you're building like a production line, yeah, and then something comes out the end, which enables you to get a better resource to make a different production line. And yes, yeah, okay, definitely. yeah. I was thinking it'd be in the same milieu, um, and that's probably my favorite of them all. But I really, I'm also really enjoying Empyrean, and I don't like survival yeah. games. I'm gonna just throw that out there. I'm, I don't. I'm like tentatively them. interested in that new. Uh, Starbase game that's cooking. 
I need. To I think that's. I think that's. I, I think that's the one that I'm thinking of. Uh, the the Starbase cra- the, the one that you're talking about, Jim. Yes, I think that's the one that I was trying to think of, and I can't remember the name. So someone can find the name. Starbase. Starbase. Is it really just called Starbase? It's just okay. called Starbase. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I thought it was. I thought it was like Starbase something or Starbase like uh, Starbase Void Infinity Warp. Yes. No, there <laughs> right. is a game called Starbase Orion, the, but this that's not it. It's just Starbase, which is amazing. And, <laughs> and let's also not forget, there's a couple others out there like Astroneer. Astroneer, I would definitely just oh right kind of put right. it in the same. And I adore Astroneer. And Astroneer is a pretty fun game too. I need to put more time into that to be honest with you. Um. So, so there's there's a there's a lot of these survival crafting games, or there's these crafting ex- exploration style games that are out there. But you know, even even to the point where like Star Citizen, according to Chris Roberts, says that he's going to add in some variant of, of he will base of building. Of course, they're putting in the whole like prison system thing, and there's going to be the all kinds. Like by the time it's done, it'll <laughs> be a PUBG battle royale mode. Oh, you think it's going to be done? <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> uh, there's By you know the time with, they with, walk with, away from it. I mean, <laughs> a lot you know, of with you, anything. Uh, there's always a chance, you know. Yeah, it's true. It may I be just, a slim chance. Part but... of me wonders if they're going to use the COVID nineteen thing to like just be like, we can't do this anymore. Sorry, guys, and then just walk away. <laughs> this is yeah, well, time for Chris Roberts to fake his own death and disappear <laughs> to a tropical island. Oh boy, just putting that out. So. So anyway, so anyway <laughs> long story short, there's a, there's a lot of these games out there that are either released currently in development or planned for future release with like some kind of beta alpha going on. And they they've all got some things that are good and they've all got some things that I don't think are quite so good. And I'm definitely going to start with Space Engineers because I think that's the one that is just like the longest running at this point probably. There's a good chance of that. Um the thing that was interesting about Space Engineers is that it started out when it was in its early early heyday. It was just in space, quite literally the name Space Engineers. It was just in space. And you had a few different start options, but you were limited in what you had to do, but you had to figure out how to survive in space and then you know you could build and craft and mine to your heart's content. They've evolved the game to include planets and solar system style format, uh, moons, asteroids, the whole nine is kind of there. But the interesting thing is, is even though it's in a seamless giant play space, right? The thing that still kind of irritates me is that it's, it's lack, it's, it's lack of. Oh, like emergence like I, I don't feel emerged into this world because everything everything is so scripted right so that because it's programmed into the game that you can script things to happen the problem that i have with that is is that the any kind of enemy ai is part of they're not really there so like it's it's drones more or less right so like these these drone ships will come and attack your base, but there's no NPC inside of this drone controlling this drone, or or you know or like acting as the pilot in this drone. It's just the drone. Or you look at you know you can put in these like space cyber wolves that occasionally will come and attack your base, 
And to me, that's just like critters in the environment that you just have to deal with. And you can totally turn them off. Like you can play in the game without those things even on. And then occasionally you can also turn on like the occasional asteroid bombardment that'll happen that'll like damage your base and you have to go and repair it. Yeah. So what (laughs) what would make space engineers interesting, right? And I see this. So another game that has entered the uh, survival crafting thing is uh, Scrap Mechanic suddenly this week. Is that a survival game? It's like as of this week, yeah. Oh, I I, I know it exists. I just didn't know it was a survival game. Yeah, I would say go watch some videos of people playing it because it's kind of interesting. Um, there, there's hostile robots that are in the world now. Uh, might be other things, but it's robots that you start out with. And you actually are harvesting parts from robots that you smack up with your sledgehammer. And uh, yeah. But, it, but you get the parts and then you build things, right? But then there's like places you can't go things that you want to get to, you know, like, uh, like a, a sort of a quest system, I guess is what it seems like from the little bit of video I, I watched. Um, but it's a thing of like, in order to accomplish the things that the game puts before you, then you actually have to solve a puzzle, right? Where it's like, Hey, I can build things. So what would I build to actually get around this obstacle? be it enemies or environment. Um, And that's the thing I feel like space engineers and all of these games need because of the, the problem that is inherent in all of them. And Hunter and I have talked about this a lot is when you, when you first start the game, it's just miserable trying to stay alive minute to minute. Right. And then you cross into like, okay, now, now I'm, I'm out of the, the like, caveman era i'm in the stone age all right i've made it to the bronze age now i'm stable i'm not going to starve to death i'm not going to get killed by anything because i've got shelter i've got a means of food so those things are over with and now it's more like a sandbox thing with resource gathering but it's kind of like the game much like elite dangerous and shocker elite dangerous allows crafting and tree punching right on those moons, right? You get in your SRV and you go punch rocks. Um, is, is elite dangerous survival crafting? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> Absolutely no. Not. thank you. I just, no. I just wanted to show the mechanic and say, here's an example where these mechanics are, are present. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a survival. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so once you get established in the world, um, and we experience this with art too, right? Is is like oh yeah, you get yeah. murdered and murdered and murdered by dinosaurs. And oh my god, I finally made a spear and and I made some clothes. <laughs> oh, I got killed. Shit, I lost all my stuff. Oh, now okay, but then you finally get that mud hut built, and you get a campfire, <laughs> and you get a way to cook some food, right? And you get a couple of dodos. So you just got don't just don't eat. Just remember, don't just remember not to eat the narco berries. That's right, you. <laughs> if you're not eating narco berries, you're getting hit by a train, or you, you, you have certain memes that you repeat in these games. It's hilarious, um, but it, it's it's the thing of like once you get actually established, then the moment to moment survival struggle part of the game kind of ends, and then it kind of gets boring. 
right? Because it's like, okay, now it's a sandbox and I can do whatever I want, but there's really no thing that I'm trying. So the struggle was gone because the struggle was that survival part, but there's no bring up. You, you bring up the exact point that I was wanting to get to with this and why on my list of frustrations, space engineers is at the very tippity top of my frustration list when it comes to any kind of space survival crafting style game. Yeah. And the reason being is, is it, that's exactly it. Because once you figure out how to survive, there is no other reason to keep playing other than your own curiosity of just like well now what can i build but you see at that point though it just becomes like a giant grind fest quite literally because you're just grinding for resources to try and build these ships and it's taking a long time because now it's becoming a second job because you have to spend all this time trying to manufacture all these things to build the things that you want to whatever but the 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 thing is though is there's literally nothing else really in the game that other than the occasional like npc spaceship spawn that'll crash land and it's just you know automated guns that'll shoot at you there's no like again there's no real there's no missions there's no objectives there's no other than your own sandbox that you're talking about it's the same thing with arc like once you figure out how to preserve your own food and like drink you know your urine or whatever it is like you're fine but with with space engineers, it's even worse than that because your only means of survival is quite literally your oxygen supply. But like you, most of the time, you're starting out on on a planet, so it's just like, well, I'm here now. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah, so it's like... not like you need to eat or anything. You just need to get oxygen, and then okay, well, we we have a sustainable oxygen supply. But the but the sustainable oxygen supply is purely is purely for the 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 health station to give you health. And then for your uh, jet fuel tanks and whatever it is. But I guess you could say that your next challenge is to get power. Okay, well, they put solar panels in the game and you got you can build batteries. Pro- again, problem solved. Like, once you've done that. So, you know, they add in these other little challenges like the occasional meteor shower or the occasional, like, cyber dog pack that'll come and, you know, try and, you know, chew at your ankles or whatever it is, yeah, right? But that's just frustrating. But, that just randomly destroys right. your shit. And- so... So this is where this is where I, I get into like the concept of whatever it is that Empyrean's doing. So the the thing that Empyrean's doing is that it doesn't just have like cyberhounds that are around that'll just like come and like swarm your base or whatever. There is life in the world that is living. So it's not just whatever. I mean, there's creatures, there's dinosaurs, there's weird blobby tentacle monsters there's like there's all kinds of like just crazy amounts of different life that exists in that world it's got spiders it's got it's, spiders brian's brian's favorite you know yeah spiders. If, if, if spiders are a problem for you like they are for me you've been warned just fyi <laughs> yeah and no and i'm not spiders. gonna lie the spiders the, the spiders are kind of creepy in this game i'm not gonna oh lie Empyrean's got so some creepy, creepy spiders Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't, um, know, I didn't know one was on. I didn't know one yeah, was on me no. until uh, you, get, you get a you get a pack of them on you. You're you're done for the night. Like go go to bed. <laughs> um, but the other the other interesting thing that Empyrean has going for it is they do have NPC factions, but these NPC factions are actual like NPCs that 
will come and like shoot up your base and like i actually had a drop ship come and fly over to my base land and like disembark a bunch of troops and come and attack me that blew my mind because i was just like i've not ever seen this anywhere in space engineers like what what is this new mechanic that i've never seen before because now i actually have something that i have to contend with because i never know when it's going to happen and it's one of those things where instead of the the um element of just trying to make sure i have enough food i also have to defend my base from the, the this warring faction that wants to rip my guts apart but the cool thing is though is like when i when i kill these guys i get their loot so i can get some extra materials some maybe advanced parts or weapons or ammunition you know, there's alien kind of weird creatures, zombie-like things in the game that I found the other day that really kind of oh, creeped God. me out. Um, that's something I got. I haven't even told Jim about these like zombie-looking creatures. Like that was crazy. But ha- you know, I- then the thing is, though, is there's like there's there's actually space stations up in space, NPC space stations that you can go and fly up to and dock at, and you can trade with. Like, there's an economy system oh, in the game. Wow. Like. You yeah, know, once you make a faction mad, they don't like you, and they'll do things to you. But if right, you and keep so not happy, then they like. You. Right, and so then you don't have to deal with that anymore. And so the the other crazy thing that I found out about Empyrean is is it's not just a singular solar system. There's like six other solar systems in the game that you can go and explore, and what? we found that out because Jim was on an entirely different like solar like planet and a whole different solar system than I was. Yes. Holy crap. That's this this damn. this game is like this game is like low key what like you know Star Citizen wants to be. It's pretty pretty crazy. I was a so, little surprised at how deep it was. So for the yeah, it's for just, the it's got it needs sorry. a a heavy dose of polish going on. Sure. They're, they're working on it though. It's gorgeous. Like for the video that's playing in the background, I played it like an hour ago and it's the first time I touched it in what 3 4 years. And I appreciated that one. They gave you a little weapon right off the bat. Like, sure, this thing can mine, but well, you also can defend yourself. It's not great, but it's better than nothing, which is what a lot of other games give you. And I, I also really appreciated that you're basically zero to motorcycle in like half an hour. I really, really like that. <laughs> I have to say, I really appreciated that. <laughs> so... So I'm just throwing this out there for anyone interested. I am dabbling in a little test server that we might make like public for our community and space game junkie. I know that they're working on the next patch, which is going to do some pretty big wipe like circumstances where it's going to like do a fresh start. So we're going to have to do like a whole new whatever, but it's something that I've been dabbling in. I've been looking at their configuration files and I'm really liking a lot of what they're doing the other thing is the other the other issue that jim and i have with some of these survival crafting games that is just an irritant beyond irritants in space engineers is how you actually craft things in general so in space engineers right you get uh you you pick what it is you want to build and if you have the starting material it places a wire frame of the of the block and then you start grinding, you start welding it with your welder. And if you have the materials in your inventory, it just starts adding them on and adding them on and adding them on. And then you have to have the materials in your inventory. So if it's something big and you don't have a large inventory to hold things in, you know, you might be making several trips back to your, you know, your locker to go get the rest of the materials. And it just becomes just, just for building stuff, it can become very tedious and it's just, it's ridiculous, right? As where 
And the other thing about Empyrean that's interesting is that it builds all of this stuff for you in the constructor units. And then if you want like a stack of 10 blocks that are already built, you just grab that stack of 10 blocks and you go place them where you want them. No welding, no grinding. You just build. Yeah, because right? that, that whole like welding thing in Space Engineers is just tedious and obnoxious. And I, I really hate that it's like I can't just build blocks and then take them somewhere. It, it's like, oh, I'm welding something together. Oh, hey, I need like five more motors. Okay, run back to the ship. All right, I made five motors. And then you go back. Oh, now I need like 100 tubing. Crap. Now I got to run back to the ship. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Right. Like you have to remember the formula of what it takes to build certain things, especially larger things. And yeah, you're just and like, I don't want to have to remember the formula this. thing, but it remembers for you. So you right. Say, and it builds it in the constructor and it assembles all the pieces. Right. That's that's one of the things that I love about Empyrean. Also, the cool thing, too, about Empyrean is how they handle the server side stuff. So planets in space are considered two different instances, right? So if I'm on a planet, I'm in my own like instance. And then if I go up into space, once I reach a certain altitude of the atmosphere of the planet, it'll quickly load me into the space instance. So it's not a seamless transition, but it's so fast. You don't really, it doesn't really like take you out of the immersion, so to speak. Right. So like you're, once you've reached space, you're in space and now you're in that, that instance more or less, and you can do whatever it is that you want to do in space. And then we go back to the planet. It's like a quick little load. Like it's like two seconds really between these instances. So I really like that. I really like that it keeps those things separate because then it's not, it's like it's a lighter load on the server for one thing because it's not trying to have to like keep track of all this stuff. So it does keep the the gameplay a little easier for everything, right? Um, but anyway, th- th- those are my two cents about about those. But like, I'm definitely curious about. I can't really speak too much about Dual Universe because I'm under NDA with that still after you know being being part of their their alpha stuff, but. Their 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 mechanics um, are, are definitely interesting, but I, I think they definitely need a lot more work on their stabilization more than anything. They've got a lot of really great ideas, but I think that the thing that they should honestly be working on the most right now is just stabilizing their their gameplay because it, when you load in for the first time, it can just take a while for it to load all the assets onto your screen, and um, yeah, it's. It's definitely interesting, but I, I can't really, again, I can't really go into too much detail because of the NDA stuff, but. Well, that sucks, but it, I, I'm just kind of wondering where this whole genre kind of got started. Was it like, did Minecraft. someone like see Minecraft Mine. and like, I want to do this in space. Like I'm, I've never been clear well, as to it where was, it was like Minecraft and then stuff like seven days well, to die. And then I'll say happened and then. Well, well, I'll say this. We can probably go further back on some of this stuff, right? So when you when you want to talk about like a sandbox kind of environment to play in, Minecraft was definitely up there, right? But I don't think necessarily that it started with Minecraft, like purely, because Minecraft in and of itself also evolved over time to add all of its own different mechanics that it has as well, right? I know that in terms of this genre, it probably started with Minecraft, but I don't think it, Minecraft is like the beginning of the genre period though. 
Because I mean, like you you look at Minecraft in and of itself, it it was more of like a creative thing, and then you had stuff like DayZ that came along too. You know, and that was definitely it wasn't really a crafting, but it was the survival thing. So you had on one hand you had Minecraft that was the crafter, and then you had on the other hand you had the DayZ that was the survivor, and then from there you started seeing genres that like started mixing the two, right? So. I would say the survival mechanic stuff that started with roguelikes and muds. That's where that part of it came from. And then translating that into third person or first person gaming with, yeah, games like Minecraft, adding the, the base building elements, the, the, uh, terraforming the world that, added the elements that we see in a lot of games now. Like space engineers can't be the first game like this, right? Like there has to be an earlier example, right? Like I, I don't want to give them credit. I really don't, you know, but there's gotta be an earlier. There's gotta be an earlier example of a kind of a space survival game, right? I'm I'm racking my brain to think of one. Well, uh, I mean that was, that that, uh, that kind of depends. Yeah. Hold on, let me Google it. Anyone in the chat think of something earlier than Space Engineers? Because I am. Again, I don't want to give them credit for this. There's got to be something earlier, but I I spaceship game with crafting in it or something. I I don't know. <laughs> well. How how much how much crafting are we talking about here? Are we talking about just customization? Or are we talking about actually building? Because if you want to get really into it, if you want to talk about the crafting and 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 stuff like that, the crafting portions of things, you could probably go back to Eve Online in two thousand three, because That's you fair. were crafting. You know, you were actually had you got blueprints for ships and you had to build ships and stuff like that. So I mean that that goes pretty far back. But like, okay, what about Jumpgate? Did you ever did you ever build anything in Jumpgate? Uh, well, Jumpgate kind of did it on its own. Jumpgate, you would mine certain materials and you would take them to a station that produced a certain thing. And then you would take those things to another station that would use those things to produce a certain thing. So there was a chain, but like you didn't sit there and build stuff. You would make the stuff and then take it to another place that would make a thing out of it. So. You know- I'm I'm also I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw another hat into the ring here on some oh, of these shit. games. Sorry. Oh crap. Um, <laughs> oh, um crap. uh Star Wars Galaxies. Oh 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 yeah. So no, there that's so, totally you're right. That cooking and stuff in it for God's sakes. Um I mean, you know, that's 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 one that I think I mean, I mean, when I really think about my immersion and feeling like really a game that really made me feel like I was living in that world, that like the first time I ever remember experiencing that was definitely in Star Wars Galaxies, because they they I mean, especially before the NGE stuff hit, you had, you know, 30 plus some odd different types of professions you could possibly be. You could be a chef, you could be a, a doctor, you could be, you know all kinds of things you could be a shipwright you could build spaceships right like you 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 could do so many things in that game and the i mean each 
each some some crafters got known for their crafting because they might be able to produce weapons that had better stats on them than most other players in the game, right? Because they they were able to get their hands on the supplies and ha- and be able to produce the kinds of things at the higher quality. It it was quite shocking what you could do mm. with that game. So, mm-hmm. um. I, it, whether or not survival, I mean, you, it, surviving is dependent upon whether or not, like, you know, you can keep your character alive in combat, I suppose. But as far as, you know, definitely the crafting aspect of of, of Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like, even 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 in NGE, though, they still had a lot of the crafting stuff there. I mean, it, it, it went away for a little bit, like the complexity of stuff definitely went away for a little while but as they got used to doing the NGE stuff they brought a lot of different things back into the game uh but i think it was the 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 change to NGE was so drastic that they lost so much of their audience that they could never really recoup all that even though by the time the doors closed on NGE at the end of that uh, what was it 2011 2012 they finally got back to the uh, point where i thought that NGE was actually a really good game but definitely, definitely not when it first came out in circa 2005 or 2000, early 2006, late 2005, 2006, somewhere like that. So um, anyway, just just a little rant on that. Yeah, but, I mean, cra- crafting does not denote a survival game because there are a lot of games that are just about crafting that have nothing to do with survival. Um, yeah, right. Right. Esper Year is one of them, technically. Right. But I a lot I of games. Patient Zero. I put mm-hmm. it in the. In the podcast green room, it's Robinson's Requiem from 1993. Oh, god, I can actually think of one that's technically earlier than that, though. Oh, and it had survival elements, it didn't necessarily have crafting. Well, it did have crafting, but uh, not base building, so to speak, as we know it. And that is an Infocom game, text based adventure, Planetfall. Oh snap! <laughs> That's like what eighty five, nineteen eighty five, eighty six, around there. Yeah. Oh snap! See, I'm I was going through the wiki here, looking at these games, seeing like what might you know, but you what? Planetfall might be it. I mean, I can't. I I vaguely remember that game. I was terrible at it. I like most Infocom. Adventure games, I was terrible. Um, God. I mean, I do remember Robinson's Requiem. I think I lasted 10 minutes in that game. Um, maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not well, particularly so, easy. Oh, no. So, so it's interesting as a genre, though, that... Um, I, think it's, I think it's a fun space to explore, no pun intended, but... Um, I don't know. I'm really kind of curious to see what can be brought to the table that would improve upon it. Because while I think at the moment, like my favorite crafting or even survival crafting game that's out there right now might even be Empyrean. I do think that the pure craftingness that you can do in No Man's Sky, for example, if you just do pure crafting mode, is is actually a lot of fun and very entertaining. Um, but I don't feel like the survival, like survival and crafting together is entertaining nor fun <laughs> as, as a, as a thing that you do together. Um, it's more stressful I, than fun. Right. So, I mean, like either, either I'm following the narrative in a normal gameplay and I'm just doing, I'm following the quests, right. 
to just just follow that quest line or i'm doing just pure crafting in that game that's the only two game modes in my opinion that are worth my my energy in there anymore um because i've got because i've ultimately given up on the survival crafting side of it it just it does nothing for me anymore but that said um you know there's a, there's another game that's not really a space game but i feel like it deserves an honorable mention because it's pretty darn close because it deals with something very similar and that's subnautica and oh, i think subnautica yeah. Yeah, no, totally. You know, in a lot of ways, you know, we've discussed this before that, you know, submarine games are the next closest thing to actually being space games as well. Mm. So, (laughs) you know. And it starts in space. I mean, technically, how you got there. there Technically, how you got there, yes. It's true. Uh, It's true. (laughs) You know, so that that, that is kind of fair. So in that that vein. But yes, yeah. I you know, I think that's definitely an honorable mention, but it's still a single player experience, but not not necessarily not to be forgotten. So, um, yeah, definitely yeah. worth being on the list as an honorable mention. Yeah, but, totally. Uh, yeah, I'd I, I'd really like to see something a little bit more interesting. I, I'd like to I'd like to try and see um, the the crazy thing that I think comes into play with a lot of these survival crafting things is people that are willing to run the narrative. Right, so you have you have people like uh, the XP gamers that do their videos where it's like they they run a narrative and it's all scripted events and they're they're doing it really for their their YouTube videos, but it, it makes the game look really appealing when you realize that the stuff that they're doing is not inherently by default in the game, right? Like it's you know it's it's one of those things where if you go and join a server where someone's doing a whole lot of scripting and a whole lot of custom code for the different um um uh, things you can program within the game because you can program things within the game to do different stuff um which is cool and even and that's actually something that um the dual universe developers have talked about openly and he even was when he when we had the uh the head of the dual universe um uh I forget the name of the studio off the top of my head but when he was on our show he even talked about how there's going to be lewis scripting in the game and you can actually do some of the lewis scripting in the uh in the alpha right now i don't know like how how deep that immersion is for some folks because i mean you get some people who have no idea about any of that and they're just like i don't know like i i I don't know how to make the thing do the thing like that i'm not i'm not a, a coder but um you know, I don't understand how the scripting works, but you know, some people do, and they can pre-program things to do cool stuff. But that, the the problem that I have with that though is it relies on the community to be to be so actively in development on the the narrative to keep the game interesting for people to play, and that's fun on one hand if you have a community that wants to do that. But on the other hand, if I if I enjoy these other aspects of the game, I don't necessarily want to be so enticed. Um, and that's where I think Empyrean does a really good job too, because there's a lot of already pre-programmed stuff in there to kind of keep you busy. Um, so yeah, I, I was thinking too, there was something that I saw the other day that actually had missions that you could go and take. I forget what it was, but anyway, I, I have been enjoying, um, Empyrean's guided gameplay. Uh, I enjoy that there are like, you know, it's it's got a tutorial in it that like, it's kind of like a series of little quests, you know, which I, I'm I'm really enjoying and, as as a new player. Um, because yeah, that's for a, sure. 
Because even with No Man's Sky, it, it has that kind of narrative to it, and it's just like, I don't care. You know, I need I need a little more guidance. Like, like I think No Man's Sky, the problem for me at least, is it's a little too open, and I, I, I need a little bit of focus. You know, you that's know. actually that's actually a really that's actually a really good point though that you make is that there is a there is a narrative in that game that takes you kind of on a guided path to the end. Meanwhile, around you there is a bajillion places that you could go and explore if you wanted to try. And that kind of can feel slightly overwhelming to some people because it it's does. just like it, yeah, it's kind of it's 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 the same kind of a effect in Elite Dangerous, for example, where Elite Dangerous is just like, you know, you know, what's it, weird it's, though. It's, Sorry, it's weird that Skyrim does the same thing. It's like you have a, the main quest, but it's like, oh, there's a thing over there and a thing over there and a thing over there and a thing over there. But Skyrim doesn't feel overwhelming, you know? Maybe, right. Maybe while while the world while the world is large in Skyrim. You do, it, it feels like something that is conquerable because you, and you want to know why it feels that way is because you yeah. can see the border. Mm. Like, I mean, mm. sure, sure, sure. You can pull back in the star map and see the edge of the galaxy, but like that's, that's, that's a little unfair when like you are buried in the middle of all that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you yeah. are surrounded by you, you. You pull out just a little bit, and you're surrounded by a thousand star systems, each with at least a single planet. You know, if even if they all had one planet, they'd all that'd be a thousand planets. <laughs> that they, you know, you know what I mean. Like, and but you know that's not the case, right? So I, it's. I I, th- I was gonna say I think Skyrim also does a better job of the carrot and the stick. Like you'll be walking around, like I have this quest to do over here, and then suddenly on your on your compass, there's like, there's a tower over there. Oh, I have to look at that. <laughs> oh, and there's a cave over there. Yeah. Well, I gotta see that. You know, it's like right. It's like but, but, constant- but a lot of that stuff. But but a lot of that stuff though is a, is is really on your way. It's true. And, and so to speak. It's so to speak. I mean, it might be to the west when you're trying to go north, but like. It was in your. It was. It was in front of you as you're going the direction, and so you might start going to the west because you want to go explore that thing, and then you go back on your path. But like, it it, it definitely feels like it's the same kind of thing with like um, well, it's GTA Five, right? GTA Five is a very large world to explore. It really kind of is when you when you boil it down to yeah. If you were to sure. just if you were to just drive your car through town, you know, and not care. You know, it would probably go by fast, and you can probably go and look around. But like, if you take time to actually like just stop and like start walking around and looking at these different things, you'd see that the world is massively detailed with a lot going on. Um, yeah, and some games, some games have that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, though, you know, you you play you play that same map, you know, more than once, and you start to kind of get a feel for like how to navigate the town. Like, you learn the roads, you know which way to, you know how to get there. Well, what's the quickest way to the airport from here? Got it. I know where to go because I've driven on these virtual roads before. I know how to get to the airport lickety split. So it's it, you know, so in that kind of vein, it's not so hard to navigate. But when you look at something like I was thinking about this because with No Man's Sky, the last couple of times I've played it, I've literally ventured through the same five systems back and forth, just collecting resources and working on building something, not even trying to like follow the narrative, but just do the survival crafting thing. And I'm just like 
I, I feel like I'm 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 I feel like I'm killing myself because at the end of the day, I'm just limiting myself to these five systems because that's all I need in order to get the supplies that I need to go when there's this entire other galaxy that's around me. Maybe there's a better set of five systems somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's just like but like why 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 even bother? Because at that point it just feels like, you know, a chore to try and figure out all of these other things, especially if you're trying to find something that you just want to play and have, you know, a bit of a casualness to it. But, you know, I do like the concept of persistence. And that's kind of why, you know, at the moment, Empyrean's kind of taking the cake for me because I can mm-hmm. have that persistence with, with a little dedicated server that I under I understand how it works and I know the mechanics of it and I can you know build that out and i and it's limited because i know that there is a total of six star systems not an entire galaxy of millions of systems you know and yeah it keeps it it keeps it while it's still big to explore it still keeps it finite where the idea of something being infinite kind of is a bit overwhelming for some anyway I'll step off for a sec. It's got, no, well, it's, it's, it's not that it's not fun. It's just that for some people, that's not their thing, and that's yeah. okay too, because yeah. there's there's enough there's enough of it there that if you never want to get to the center of the galaxy and do the reset thing, you don't have to. You can just play the sandbox reset in thing? the first galaxy. Yeah. You the the story, so to speak, of uh, of No Man's Sky is you're trying to get to the center of the galaxy, and when you get to the center of the galaxy, and this is not a spoiler, just trust me, it's not a spoiler. You get to the center of the galaxy, you reset, and then you end up at a shipwreck that is your ship from the previous galaxy. You're in a new galaxy. And then you're trying to get to the center of that galaxy. And you you have this process that you go through of all these various galaxies you're traveling through, going to the center, resetting every time. That's the, the overall loop. But you never actually have to do that. It's, oh, that's cool. And it's a weird... I mean, it's, it's a weird mechanic um, for me because... I, I think on one hand, it makes it so the game has that replay value because you you finish it out and then you can kind of, you know, start over again and do something else now. But at the same time, um, that can also feel a little um, underwhelming. <laughs> you know, like you that, know, that's I made fair. It, I made it. I made it all the way to the center of the galaxy, and and now I got to start all over. What I did all that, <laughs> you know, so, so, so well, people, some people. It's yeah, it's it's in in the case of No Man's Sky, I would have to say it's the journey, not the destination, that matters. Because yes, you know when you get to the end of the galaxy, the center of the galaxy, and you choose to reset, you're going to have to start all over. You'll still have your ship; it's going to be damaged like it was at the very beginning of the first galaxy, but you can repair it and then you have that ship with you. And you know what? For some people, that's a fun loop. And if you play in creative mode, you don't even have to worry about that. True, 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 true. Yeah, and when you guys are talking about it, that's what I had a thought. Like, I like the guided gameplay of the survival mode, but I hate the survival. 
but you do a creative mode, it's just like frack all. Like here's a here's a planet, whatever. Like no guidance, you know. Like I don't want to worry about my oxygen all the time. Just give me some quests and let me let me go do stuff. But that's no game really and, does and that. So, so this is this is where I was I was getting to, and I, and you and you hit it right there, Brian. Is I think that. The next big survival crafting, whatever it is, has to have the right kind of balance between the survival, the crafting, but yet keeping it interested for someone other than just like my goal is to survive. Because right. at the end of the day, once you've hit that point, once you've hit the that that point of I know how to survive in this game now, the 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 moving forward becomes less challenging and less interesting because now, now that now that now you know what you need to do, it's kind of like where I was talking about with space engineers. I mean, once you get once you get some solar panels and you figure out how to how to get water, which is literally an abundance, if you go and find an ice lake, which they're all ice lakes because there is no physical water. That's the other thing about Empyrean is it's got actual water. It's got actual ecosystems. It's got a weather system. It's got a day and night cycle that is. V- way better than the day and night cycle and space engineers it's um you know it's got hovercraft it's got spaceships it's got capital ships it's got i mean it's pretty crazy the level of depth that that game has being in early access still with having built-in economies built-in factions and npcs actual npc factions that will come drop ships disembark npcs to come fight you you know i you know, I ran into some NPCs out in the wild. It was just like a couple of tribesmen that were just like out in the wild. It's these like kind of almost Wookiee tree like end creatures that were just <laughs> out there with their spears. And it was just like it was just interesting because they just like sit there and stare at you. They you know they don't care. They just you know they're like a primitive kind of alien weird creature. Um, but they don't. You know, it was just right interesting. Away? They don't. No, no. Just, but it was just like oh, it, it's just interesting to it's, it's nice. just interesting to encounter that like in the wild. And, yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, and and yeah, you so. know what? Like, I wish more of these games would like give me a reason to craft a thing. Like, I have to get up to that specific thing. Let me craft a motorcycle to jump that ramp. Like, maybe that's <laughs> the kind of narrative you make. You know, like that's and that's the know. one. Th- that's the one thing I will say about Empyrean that is the frustration is their motorcycle needs work. It is oh, kind of jank right now. It, it's, it, it's, it it's hard very to drive. Hard to turn. It's very hard to drive yeah. that thing. It's it's great that but, it's great that it's there, but yeah, it needs a little work. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to go in a straight line, you're going to get there. Trust oh, me. Yeah. If you have to, if you have to turn around, good luck. I was driving it you earlier might, today. You might as well like, get off. You might as well get off and pick it up and turn it around and get back on. And try. I was driving it today, and I'm like, oh god, there's a forest coming. Okay, where's the gap in the forest that I can just point this thing through? Because I do not want to try and weave in between trees with this stupid motorcycle that <laughs> turns like a brick. Yeah. It's like it's a motorcycle. Does the wheel barely turn? What's going on? Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I so, think I uh, think. Uh, go ahead, Smith. I was going to say uh, that ironically, one of the reasons why I really love the game Astroneer is because it doesn't guide you necessarily. It doesn't it doesn't have quests? The focus is yes, there is survival as far as you have to uh, track your oxygen and make sure that you you have tethers leading back to a source of oxygen from your base. 
And that's fine. That's that's all the survival you need because the game isn't trying to kill you. The environment isn't trying to kill you. One of the things they had early on was these dust storms that would come through and not only would it would the flying rocks kill you, but if you had any sort of stuff that wasn't nailed down, um, say you crafted some resources or you gathered some resources and you left them in a little hole, the dust storm would sweep them away. Well, they remove dust storms from the game. They don't exist anymore. The only things that are trying to kill you are hostile uh, flora that you might find on the various planets. It's only in one solar system, and they have different ecosystems, so you'll see different uh, flora on each. But the focus is on base building and exploration. And it's very, very easy to get lost. You can pick a direction from your base, go there, and if you don't keep very good track of your landmarks and what direction you were going, you get distracted by ooh, shiny stuff, and suddenly, oh, where's my base? You can't find it because you went over a few hills and you took a meandering turnaround somewhere, and now you can't find where your base is. Okay, time to build a new base or die and then respawn. Wait. What? It doesn't, like, give you any kind of marker as to where your base was? There is. There is a base marker. But if you get too far away from it because you go over the horizon, you can lose where that marker is. What? That's a little come, That's a little nutty. Come wow. on. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me explain, though. Okay. You can build beacons that allow you to... to you place those, and then they can act as breadcrumbs to act uh, as a way back. You can also build tethers for your oxygen, and you can use those as guides so that you don't lose where your base is because the, the tether network will lead you back, as long as you remember which way you built them. And, well, that can happen, too. But <laughs> but that is a self-inflicted thing. If you build them to, let's say uh, you build it like a spider web kind of thing, then you're going to have a, a lot of trouble finding your way back unless you remember your landmarks. But if you're smart and don't build that way, you remove tethers that you don't need anymore and then place them elsewhere. Then you can sort of guide your path back, and that's a little bit easier. Um, once you get into space, you can decide where you want to land your ship, and you can clearly see where your bases are on a given planet when you're in orbit of it. So it is possible to find your way back. And when you die, you respawn back at your base. So there's that too. You just have to go and find your body with your backpack and the stuff on it. But otherwise there's no real death penalty. Well, that's good. That's at least something. I, so I do love Astroneer. I really do. So here's so here's my what what I would love to see. I would love to see a game come out that instead of being like Dual Universe that's a cross between say Eve Online and Space Engineers, I, while I love the complexity of some of the systems in Eve, I would prefer maybe say a combination between Star Wars Galaxies and Empyrean, if you guys haven't picked up on that yet. <laughs> I or think even, I think that would be or such... Or even better, or even better, Star Wars Galaxies and 3030 Death War. 
Someone make that game. You know, you know. Holy you know. So, shit. So, so, so that's the interesting thing, though, that, that about the, the Star Wars Galaxies is, like, you, you could get a spaceship and you could get in it and then you could go and fly somewhere and get out. and But you couldn't necessarily do it in space, though, which is what 3030 Death War kind of had you do. You could get out in your space suit and kind of float around and... I, I think that's I think that's the kind of nice thing about like the Imperian or the even space engineers is you, even in space you can get out of your ship and go float around. So uh, you know it's kind of a nice you know a nice kind of culmination in something that's got some narrative to it where you can go and follow some quests. But yet you know you also have some of the complex systems in place too that if you would like to do the complex stuff you can. Or you can do the quest, make money, and buy the things off the people making the stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that that was kind of like the cool thing. You know, that's how some people made money. And, you know, Galaxies, for example, was they were, you know, they made stuff to sell and people would buy it. And so that's how they made their money. You know, some people would go and do NPC missions and quests and stuff like that to get money to go and buy the things that those people were making. Yeah, so, you know, it's called a player economy, Elite Dangerous, in case you haven't heard of it. So... (laughs) But, but, but anyway, um, you know, and, and that's something that, you know, Eve definitely has is a great player economy. Um, gr- great is a relative term, but it definitely has a player economy that is very robust. And uh, they have I mean, it's even got, staff. You, you know, they've got day trading tracker charts. I mean, literally literal spreadsheets and like graphs that you can look at in the game. So, um, you know. Yeah, don't they have an actual economist on the staff for EVE Online? I think I remember reading that. So, sorry, sorry, Ponticus. That was the joke that I was making. There is no player economy in Elite nope. Dangerous. That's that's nope. that's 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 what I was trying to like make the, the joke. The about. economy in Elite Dangerous uh, requires reminds me of the economy in Vanilla Freelancer, where it's just there to sell shit. Excuse my language, but that's <laughs> that's that's all it's there for. <laughs> sure, is, yeah, is yeah, to exactly. sell stuff. That is, all it's there for make it no other purpose. <laughs> ah, man. So I think the consensus is right now, if you're looking for the best in class for this sort of thing, you're probably better off going with Empyrean than anything else. Well, um, I would, I would say, I would say there's, 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 there's two to look at. You've got Empyrean mm-hmm. and then you've got the, um, um, the one that Spaz really likes. I think, I think those That's two, true. Right, Astroneer. So if you're if you're looking, yeah. yeah, if you're if you're looking for if you're looking for a good variety, Astroneer and because Empyrean's still in early access. So the the mm, fact that yeah. things could drastically change from one update to the next is still a possibility because they're still in heavy development. That's just true. throwing that out there because you might get an update that will wipe everything out, and it's just like, well, crap. You're less likely to run into that with Ash uh, with Astroneer, but just as a just as a fair bit of warning if you're if you're looking for those check both of those out i highly recommend both of them i i know you know spaz and and uh brian definitely do um jim jim definitely likes empyrean more than most uh from my understanding talking with jim about this um it's all right it's still got some jank (laughs) yeah sure right kind of right further the the thing that i have the most problem with in the the whole genre of the survival crafting games is they all generally have this cookie cutter user experience that is bad, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, Right. It's, it's bad. 
So like if you look at seven days to die arc, you know, space, space engineers, engineers it, yeah. they're all, it, it's all the same. Like go in the inventory, pick the block you're going to build, put it on your hot bar. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I was, doesn't do that. Astroneer doesn't. But Astroneer does not maintain my uh, attention for very long. It's like I, I managed to get off the first planet to the second planet, and I was just kind of like, well, I did it. I could do it again, but I don't know why. I mean, it, and it's again, you know, survival crafting games are a taste. It's kind of like anything. Like, do you like RTS games or do you not like RTS games? Well, do you like first person shooters? But see, here's the thing, though. Like, you were talking about, like, the survival problem is like get established, right? Well, in in uh, Astroneer, it's a longer, harder climb because it's not. Oh, I have to get food or oxygen or whatever to survive. I need to just be able to build something to get from this planet to the next one. Right. But once you've oh, done there's that, more than that though, well, there's a lot more than that. Okay. But I because, present it to me because I land well, on the other planet and I was like, well, I could, well, how long ago was it? Days. Uh, it was when it went 1.0. Okay. The, there've been, there've been multiple changes for one. The various planets have different, materials in abundance that you can find so there is a reason if you're trying to to build out your tech tree there is a reason to go to the other planets in order to get the things that you need because you can't find them on the first planet uh research wise the research items that you can find and and then throw into your research module those have better value on the other planets that are beyond the starting planet. And also, well, there's, there's one other aspect too, which is that you can build a ship and then take some of the pieces from your base with you or, or pre-build them and then bring them with you so that you can do a pre-built base when you arrive. So it's not like you arrive and then you have nothing. What am I trying to do other than just visit all the planets? Like, is there, is there something that ties it together that says? So, I think, but I don't want to go into that without getting into spoilers because there is a, there is something to do with that, that okay. I won't talk about because of spoilers. Yes. Yes. Fresh. Um, so, so yeah, that I think, I think that that is ultimately the, the big problem though, is that most, most of these survival crafting games are very similar in their formula. And I think, you know, an Astroneer could have probably definitely been updated since then. Cause it's also been a while for me too. Yeah. But, but seemed, having, seems... go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, but having said that, I think, I think collectively what we're trying to say though, is, is we're, we're hoping that some of these newer ones that are being worked on when they come out, provide, more than just that formula than than what we've gotten so far. Well, okay, so the content, what seems to invariably happen in these games that have multiplayer and there's PvP, right? So what without fail happens in these things is the content, once you have established your base, becomes griefing and being griefed by the other tribes of players. 
that are on the server. Hey, right? Rust. But, Rust, anybody? Yeah, exactly. Anybody play Rust? Rust is up in there. Arc, you know. Um, the the if you go read the Arc forums, it's like the the epic shrieking of like every time they touch the game balance. You know, it's it's all all the PvP people just have a trip. You know, um, they they changed the thing where it's like, okay, now you can take your dinosaurs to other servers. Well, great. Except, no, they had like huge raiding clans that would travel server to server and just you know lay waste to everything, burn everything. Oh God, really? Stuff on the server to the ground and then leave. Oh yeah, that's um, annoying as hell. Know, so it was a, it was a it was a pretty <laughs> yeah, just a little game. bit. <laughs> it it'd be toxic like Rust, except that then shit can come server to server to tear up stuff so see see the yeah. thing that the thing that irritated me about rust is is you go and try out a new server you spawn naked in the middle of a battlefield and it's just like yeah some got, guy in powered armor with a laser cannon kills you <laughs> while you're naked on the beach with a rock in your hand and it's like hmm. oh no yeah well move along next server it's just and it's just crazy yeah and rust is like a thousand castles all 10 feet apart that are, <laughs> it's, it's just true everything about true. that game is you, you, I, I remember that one time where we logged into a server and we're like, "What have we got here?" And it was literally like fortress after fortress, like all next to each other. And it was just like, I, you I can can't. tell exactly how far you have to be to build. You know, it's like you can't build within X number of feet. So that many feet plus one, the next castle, and. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was bad, man. It was just really bad. Um, but it, point being, though, that all of these games, instead of finding a way to actually make the environment continue to give you interesting things to do, it's just like, hey, here's here's this cookbook of all the recipes of stuff you can make, and then there's those other players over there. Go get them. I'm not into that. I think the that's why Astroneer doesn't have it. Well, Astroneer yeah, doesn't have yeah, any of that because it, because it's pure co op. Right. It's pure well, co op. You could well, the worst thing you could do to someone is dig a hole underneath them so that they fall through to the center of the planet. That's the worst thing you can do to someone. Sure. Someone and, I, that? and I think that's it's kind of also the same thing with the runner up of being like Subnautica, right? You know, it's not even a multiplayer game, period. But right. you know, I, I I think too that's that's kind of the the point that that Jim was making to kind of tag on top of your point and my point is just like a lot of times when you're just trying to enjoy the world you have the the griefer mindset that wants to come along which is why it's hard to want to get into some of these things because you you get into some of these games that have all these mechanics where so few don't like Astroneer you know it 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 becomes you know, f- very frustrating. Or at so, the very least, PVE servers. So here, right. here's the thing about Subnautica, to go back to that one. <laughs> the reason that Subnautica works for me, right, is that the environment itself is is the problem. And yeah, there are there are sea monsters that will eat you, right? And you have to, like, watch your back now and then. But that's just that's part of the environment, and they don't like organize and come hunt you. It's it's just like oh, you walked into their dining room, and now you're on the menu. So <laughs> right, so it, it. But it's the thing of like okay, I have to be. I, I see that piece over there that I need, and then there's all these ambient enemies that are around, 
right? So I have to figure out, like, I can kill them or I can stealth in there and try to grab it. You know, it's a problem to solve, right? So there, there's a resistance in the environment and a thing that you want, and then you feel a sense of accomplishment, like, I got the I, thing, and now I can progress. And, and I will say the base building in Subnautica is very enjoyable. It's enjoyable, but I don't feel driven to do it. You just build like enough base, you know, like how much base do I need bare minimum to build sure. the next piece of machinery that I need to do. Right. But, but but the point I'm trying to make though is, is you don't need to build like 16 blocks to build a hallway. It's just yes. like, here's, here's your prefab. And, and, and no man's yeah, sky very, does a little bit of that too. No man's sky is yeah. the way that it builds, which is, I'm fine with that. It's just like, Hey, here's a room. Do you want a big room, a, a small room, a round room, right. a square room? Right. Click, right. and there it is. Yeah. And, and, and this is what you need. It'll, yeah, this is what you need to build it. You have it, you yeah. can build it. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, the game ain't Minecraft, right? It, right. It's not a game about, like, let's make the this incredible, you know, artistic thing. It's just like, no, you just, you need a base. It's got some stuff. You can farm. You can build stuff. Great. Um, but... Okay, so but where Subnautica wins, right, is that the way that the environment is structured, the further you go from the place that you spawned at, the tougher the planet gets. And not just in enemies, but there's different things about the environment, right? Like yep. if you if you're gonna go deeper, well, you need a pressure suit. Now now you need a submarine. Now you need a submarine and one of those robot things to even get out of the submarine and go explore. Because if you just get out of the submarine, you're dead because you're like a mile down. Um, So the environment changes, but it changes on a progression curve. So it's like, okay, I I get a breadcrumb. Like the, the next waypoint that I have is over there. And then I try to go there and I encounter like, I, I can't go there because there's some capability that I lack. I need to get better, right? And then you look around at, at what you got and what you could make. And then it's like, okay, now I need to like make a machine that enables the next leg and of that's, the journey. And that's part of that, that, that narrative shit needs is right. they need something where yeah. it's like, okay, I'm on the planet and now I can build a car right and i build a car and that lets me go around and i can collect resources better but then in order to get to space it, it's like well i have to make the space suit i have to make the oxygen thing i have to make whatever and then i, I get to space but i can only go to the close part of space well if i want to go like to something else it's a it's maybe a more hostile environment or whatever right it, it's although space is a pretty pretty extreme thing because that's about as hostile as you can get from like a to b right (laughs) yeah but yeah you know it's it's that kind of progression thing though is they they need a tiered and well the i think i think the thing that you're pointing out though with space and or with uh subnautica is it 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 almost carried before the horse sort of sort of mentality is because it almost drives you to want to go that direction as where it was something like space engineers and hell, even in Empyrean and some of these others, there's there's really nothing that like that is to give you the incentive per se. Now, granted, in Empyrean you do get a couple of these like, well, here's a crash site, and you can go and explore that crash site. Or as you like look around, you're kind of just like, well, 
maybe I don't want to be on this planet anymore because this radiated fog storm that keeps coming around is like just you know hell on yeah. trying to like survive. Or, maybe or I need once, to go find another once planet. Once I get off the planet or... with the, once I get off the planet that has the radiated fog thing, why do I ever want to go back? So there needs to right. be something there, right? Right. And it, and it shouldn't be that you spawn in the damn thing to start right with. like, like you did that was unfortunate that, yeah, was that was unfortunate that was a problem um but it should <laughs> be a thing where okay there there's some element that i need and it just happens to be in the worst place imaginable so i right. have to figure out how to survive that and since it's a game about building vehicles and stuff you would think the solution for this would probably be something that you build but your freeform you you know it's like you're allowed to figure out a way to build it so try to build like you know like freestyle it like what what could you make well i could make a tank or i could make a a hovercraft thing or i could try to tunnel in there with a drill thing or you know there's different ways we could solve that problem uh and and that's kind of leans to the player's creativity you know hey do you want to make like a giant spider robot and like try to crawl in there however you want to do it man um and it the solutions that you have available are perhaps tied to how lucky you've been in exploring other stuff like did you discover the technology to even make a walking vehicle like, or did you not find the the tech that lets you make legs? Well, now you okay, so you could you're stuck with wheels. You didn't find hover tech, so that's out. Or you could go explore some more and maybe find it. I don't know. I mean, it's it's sure there there needs to right, be some the, variety, and then encourage the player to come up with a creative solution to a problem. And that, yep, and that goes that goes back to my my whole thing, where you have some of these games where. The community is responsible for driving the narrative so that the rest of the community can have something to do or feel like they have something to engage in because then outside of right because exactly and because outside of that and i mean good for them that's not a knock on them like they're they do a damn good job of it but it's just like how many communities are doing that and so then then you're you're sitting there looking at well i that that's really cool i would love to do that and you're just like well i don't have the time energy or effort or maybe anybody in my community that can do that so, you know, it's kind of like, well, I would love to see something that's kind of got something baked in that drives the reason for doing what you do. Because for some people, just a big open sandbox is just like, well, if it's just a sandbox, then just then then use it as a sandbox that it is and just play in a creative environment and see what you can build. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, you're over it and you move on to the other part of the playground. You know, yeah. it's just like, you know to use the to use the sandbox narrative <laughs> but um to, but you know if if you're looking at something you know like you know Brian was saying to have something that kind of the tutorial uh, the the narrative style of game i think um you know subnautica is a great example of of that because it gives you you know when you crash land there's this whole thing about like hey in order to survive you need to get this you know you know blah 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 you got to fix the antenna blah 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 go find the you know x y and z and it just drives you to keep moving forward and keep moving forward as you're exploring and building and crafting and you know and then sometimes you can like but like you even said you know sometimes you could take your time instead of going immediately and doing that thing you can just keep exploring and keep building you know like 
Yeah, it gives you know, me the freedom. So, like I never opened the PDA. I never looked at the quest list. I just been right. kind of seeing what I can do. Right. But and it also like, oh wait, there's a quest list. What? But it's also not as overwhelming as say something like a No Man's Sky or Elite Dangerous, where it's just like, wow, <laughs> just holy crap. So yeah. anyway. But you just know, in Elite, there, there is actually a survival crafting component to Elite, if uh, like like the Astroneer thing, right, where there's really no opposition other than the attrition of the environment, right? So in Elite, if you want to be an explorer and go around and map the whole galaxy out, the, for those people that, that get into that, I, I it doesn't jive with me, but there's a lot of people that seem really enthused about like taking screenshots of planets that they find. Um, but if you do that, your ship, every time you jump, your ship gets worn down. And since they added in the ability to actually craft things with the synthesis deal, it's like, okay, now I have to land on the moon and go pick rocks because I need the the elements to synthesize repair things for my modules that keep breaking on my ship. Wait, what? Yeah, totally. When did they add this? Oh, uh, a year ago. I I don't this is an elite? Yeah. Huh? Yep. Yeah, <sighs> if you if you like you can make ammunition uh or it's like I'm out mining, I ran out of limpets. Oh, well, I've killed a bunch oh, of dudes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can go into that synthesis menu and, and make limpets. Yeah, but make charges for my repair system. Yeah, you but can that's put an automated repair system in your ship, but it takes bullets, right? Yeah, but that's that's completely self-contained to like the individual, like, and that's and that's like that's well, the there's, thing. That kinda, there's zero cooperation or trade, right? But but you see, that's anything. that's the thing that I, that's the thing that I find kind of bullshit. And pardon my French about that whole scenario is like I'm doing it, but so is the guy next to me. But it's not like, oh man, you know, I'm out of X, Y, and Z. Can you make some for me? It's just like, yeah, oh, it's, sorry. Well, that's a room about that. That's a game about everybody lives in a glass room. I can see that guy, but I can't do anything else. Yeah, so it's, yeah. we're mimes. It, it, the The glass room is actually an illusion, but we're convinced it's there. So, well, I want to toss I want to toss this to the audience real quick. What are you guys? Is there anybody in the audience that has like some survival crafting thing? You know, the other the other one that I forgot about Spaz is uh, Oasis. Uh, right? Is that the name of the Oasis or Osiris? you're thinking of uh, Osiris? Yeah. Osiris, that's what it is. And you're also Ooh, boy. Starbound. Well, the, the thing Ooh, with Osiris New Dawn, sort of. it, it's, uh, it's coming out in 1.0 soon. So here's the thing about that is they they went mostly radio silent for quite a while. And then they announced that they were coming out in 1.0 without a lot of updates within the last year and a half almost two years since the last update. So I don't know how much has changed between what they've been doing in that very, they've been doing a closed beta. And I don't know how much has changed between the last time we played it and when it hits 1.0, I will dive back in. I intend to dive back in once it hits 1.0 and I want to see what they've done with it since then. I mean, 
a lot of potential, so I'm really kind of curious too to see what they've done with it as well. You know, another another game I'd throw in here. If there's anybody in the audience, just let us know if you guys got any that you'd like or you know you want us to talk about. But um, while we wait on that, another one that I'd actually throw into the realm and Spaz already briefly mentioned. I th- did I think you mentioned it? No, maybe it was pre-show we were talking about. But Pulsar, I'd consider Pulsar to be almost a survival crafting game at this state, or at least it's getting pretty darn close to it. I mean, when you consider that. You know, you have to make sure that your ship systems are always, you know, maintained. You know, if you get into a firefight and they get damaged, you have to go get them repaired or else you could lose oxygen. And, you know, it's just... And you have to, uh, yeah, you actually have to upgrade your systems as you get scrap. You can put it in, well, you have to actually upgrade your ship with a scrap, uh, with a scrap, um, there's a scrap mechanic. So you pick up scrap after battles. And then if you have a scrap upgrader, then you can convert that scrap into upgrades for your existing components. So you can make your engine better or your shield better. And then you also have, oh, let's say you upgrade your shield. Well, now you have to upgrade your reactor because the shield uses a lot more power than it did before. So you have all these fun things you can do, and the more the more scrap you've obtained through combat, the more you can use to upgrade it with. It's It's a fun thing. Right. And I really enjoy it. You know what's funny about that, though, is it's almost like a survival crafting slash roguelike because, you know, uh, you, you know, if you die, there's you, know, you lose. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's over. Well, I mean, if you but, die, you can you can just reload the save as long as you were smart enough to save before. But there is the Iron Man mode in which you don't have that option. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. So, but yeah, I definitely would throw Pulsar uh, Lost Colony into the hat there. Um, right. Well, that seems like a good. How place you doing, to... Brian? Oh <laughs> God, I'm. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm all right. Uh, it seems like a good place to wrap it up, though. Um. Yeah, so friends, thank you so much for everyone in the chat. We had a very active chat today, which is always great to see. Um, Next week on the show, we're going to talk about racing in space games. Um, Why there isn't enough of it, I feel. Uh, It's there, but it could be more, I think. So that's what we're going to be doing next week. And tomorrow on the uh, stream at 6 a.m. Pacific, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. 6 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we're going to be giving Rune 2 a try. Uh, apparently it just had a big op- update and is kind of awesome, from what I understand. So uh, thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us, watching and listening. And a special thank you to those of you who support us on Twitch and Patreon. You guys are the best. Uh, With that, we'll see you back here at 6 a.m. tomorrow and for the podcast uh, next week at 4 p.m. Have a great night, everyone. Be safe, be well, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.